Hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town Sports Talk. I'm here with host Andrew Willa. Andrew, how's quarantine treating you? Uh, never been better, Jonah. You know it. Always. All right. So today uh, we're we're going a little off path from our typical NBA talk. There's not a whole lot of NBA news. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of different things around the different sports worlds right now. The PGA Tour looks like they're going to try to get going in June. Possibility for MLS. We have. Florida deeming the WWE and other major league things essential. So that does open the door for the MLB to possibly go down then to Arizona and Florida if they wanted to start. Haven't really heard a lot from the NBA except for the trying, and it seems like they are optimistic that they can get a season in now after, what, a week ago, them thinking it maybe wouldn't be possible. Yep. So, again, this virus, it's changing everything so, so quickly. So I think that's why we're just going to go with what we know is for sure, and that's the fact that it sounds like the NFL draft is going to be this Thursday. And um, with that being said, it seems a like Joe Burrow's draft. a sure. Yeah, it seems like Joe Burrow's a virtual lock at number one. Uh, me and Andrew both have a little bit of different takes when it comes to what we think the Bengals should do at number one. So I'm going to let Andrew start us off here on what he thinks he should do. So um, Andrew, you're the Bengals. You're on the clock. What are you doing? Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. You are taking Joe Burrow out of LSU. He's, he's the man coming into the league. If you are the Bengals, uh, there is not a bad result. You can't get uh, bad press from drafting Joe Burrow. Everybody thinks that he is going to be the guy coming out of college. He is expected to be phenomenal, and if not, you didn't know crap. He is the guy who is supposed to be a stud coming out of college with 60 touchdowns to just six interceptions, threw for nearly 6,000 yards, led his team to an undefeated championship season, won the Heisman, all in a pro system at LSU. He's the no-brainer, number one overall pick in the draft, Jonah. Okay, so I want to point something out very quickly because I don't want people to think that I don't like Joe Burrow. Um, growing up in the, in the Terre Haute area, um, Danny Etling played at LSU for a little bit, so I followed LSU. Ever since then, I've liked LSU a little bit. Purdue's my go-to, but I do follow LSU. So I love Burrow. I, I love Burrow. I think he's going to be an incredible NFL QB. But I just feel like with the Bengals' needs, they, they need a lot. I don't think it's just like one of those teams where it's like you get a quarterback, you're set. They need a lot, which is why, in my opinion, I think you take the generational talent, Chase Young at number one, because you still have the 33rd or 34th pick in the second round and the way teams and executives are talking, there is a chance Jordan love is this year's Lamar Jackson that falls down. So in my personal opinion, I think you take chase young at number one and then you hope Jordan love falls. And if Jordan love doesn't fall, then you just deal with Andy Dalton for another year and address quarterback next year. Because again, I love Joe Burrow, but I just feel like for as many needs as you do need, if you're the Bengals, yeah, I think Chase Young is I think Chase Young is one of those guys that could really spark a defense. And if you're able to find a way to get Chase Young and then get someone like Jordan Love in the second round or maybe even trade up and get Jordan Love, I think that's the the better way to go because I've watched a lot of Chase Young um a lot obviously a lot of scouts think this. I mean, I think he's going to be generational talent that you do not see very often and I think it's wise on pursuing that because I think there are definitely other options at the QB and Andy Dalton isn't even that bad of a quarterback. No, no. So 
I think I don't know. I, I do. I totally understand the hype around Burrow because, I, in my personal opinion, I can't remember a year like Burrow had in a long time. Yeah, like that was absolutely incredible, and I understand the hype. The hype is real. It should be real, but I just feel like Chase Young kind of Chase Young opens other doors for the drafts that I think the Bengals could could need. Sure, and I, I see what you're saying. Maybe uh, uh, build a team before you go and get a quarterback. Um, but I, I think, uh, Jonah, you and I are just a little bit, what, what would I say, privileged in our uh, quarterback experience here in the NFL, being Colts fans. We're, we're pretty right. freaking, freaking fortunate. Um, like, and it's not like every team, is every draft pick is uh, Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning. There, there are teams that never see one of those guys. And I think from the position that the Bengals are in, Joe Burrow has the potential to be one of those guys, and I don't think you pass up on that. You go and you get that. And I think you're – I see what you're saying about Chase Young, but if I'm not taking Joe Burrow, which I am, I would go and trade that number one overall pick because the draft capital that they could get from other teams who need a quarterback because lots of teams need a quarterback. Well, and that's another thing too. I mean – even from the second pick, I mean, we, we know if Burrow goes one, Chase Young is at two, right? So yeah. you even look and maybe maybe trade, swap picks number two, get it. Because I think the, Joe Burrow is a kind of guy that even though you're looking at picks one and two, I think you you would get a decent return pick swap and get a good player coming in. So I understand what you're saying with trade. And you, you did bring up a very good point about quarterback privileges um, <laughs> here in Indy. Like, but, we we have lucked out getting Peyton Manning and then no following that up right. with Andrew Luck. Like, and I think we're we're gonna kind of feel it a little bit without having one of those guys for the next couple of years in Indianapolis. Right. I think I think the big reason I like Chase Young at number one is looking at a lot of mock drafts. You see. Burrow at one, and then the Bengals investing some of their next couple of picks on wide receivers, which I don't like, which is why I personally feel like you address multiple team needs rather than just offense, uh-huh. if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I think you take Young and then try to work with a different quarterback in the draft because I just I don't like the idea of the Bengals just investing on quarterback and his weapons right now. Because this is, I mean, more. We all know that this is not a Bengals team that Burrow's going to come in here and they're going to be slinging and playing for the three spot in the AFC. Like this whole team needs rebuilt, and I and I don't like the idea of yeah. I, I think we going all in on the offensive end. Andy Dalton's a pretty good quarterback, but like, the pieces have a fit there. I think we both agree that he is not uh, your answer to get you to a championship. But he wasn't the reason that they got the number one overall pick. Right. Like they they are a bad team. Yeah. And I think um, going in, we're going to have our top ten quarterbacks in a little bit. I mean, th- this is one point that I, I don't think I'm going to be able to stress enough. Is like this isn't like basketball. Football is not like a basketball type thing where you can have LeBron James on your team and you're going to get carried into wherever he takes you. Like football is one of those things like you need a whole team around you. You can't – Burrow can't walk in there and – make the Bengals a contender just with himself. Like in football, you have to have a good team. Yeah, if you want to compete. have a guy who can even do a little bit of movement in right. terms of wins. 
So, I mean, that's where I stand on that. And I think on the, we're just going to have to like agree or disagree here because both of us make very solid points when it comes to this. But at the same time, like, right, like we we'll said. Um, uh, in a few years, depending on what they end up doing. Yeah, 100%. And um, uh, my point on the uh, draft capital, there are a lot of teams right now, Jonah, who need quarterbacks. Yeah. Just yep. taking a look 100%. At, at a few as we transition here. New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, and then I think where really we could see uh, teams drafting quarterbacks early on, Cincinnati, uh, the Chargers, Miami, Jacksonville, Washington, and New England is another one. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Jordan Love, Jordan Love seems like one of those guys that if he doesn't fall, I think it'll be New England taking him because I think – Really? At 23? Yeah. Yeah. I think – I don't know. See, I just you hear a lot of this talk that they may be buying into Stidham, and I just I don't know. I feel like, and they they brought back Hoyer. I just don't know if I like a Stidham and Hoyer QB one and two. I I feel like oh yeah, you need to take a young a young quarterback that can if in, even if he's not the guy this year that can at least develop under a veteran like Hoyer, and make it a competition because I don't think. If the Patriots truly want to pick up where they left off and, and try to win right off the bat, I, I don't think you can just sit here and, and be content with Stidham and Hoyer. So I think the Patriots are one of those teams that you could see looking for a quarterback in the draft, which could mess with my kind of wants for the Bengals to try to hold off on that quarterback until the second round. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you, you looked at uh, New England – Stidham is like one of the biggest question marks in the NFL right now. And we don't know much about him, but if Bill Belichick has him on the roster, he he really can't be that bad, can he? Right. No, you're exactly right. It's, I think I kind of look at it as I looked at Brissett this coming off season. Like if you're a Patriots fan, you've heard the talk that Stidham's developing and that he's he's a good quarterback, but you just you just kind of nervous. You don't know how it's going to pan out. And you know, going into this last season with Brissett, I was extremely excited. I was like, you know, yeah, he started for us, didn't really get it done, but yeah, was that really his fault? Him. Right. So, and he he uh, he made me happy to start the year, and then injuries, other injuries, the year just didn't out as I expected it to go. But I like that's kind of sure. where I view Stidham is just kind of that uncertain hype as far as Stidham and Brissett went because we don't really know what to expect of Stidham. We don't. Yep. And so uh, teams looking at quarterbacks early in the draft, obviously th- there has been some debate on whether Joe Burrow or uh, Tua out of Alabama should go first uh, in terms of quarterbacks. But um, – I think we both agree that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback, followed by two. One hundred percent. And I think I think the two I think would be a, a big, complete whole other story if it weren't for his injury. Like I think if if Tua would have, like continuously competed at that same level he was playing at before the injury and did not get injured, I think, I think Burrow had an insane enough year that he'd still be the flat out number one. But I think it I definitely agree. would make the Bengals looking at Tua if it weren't for the injury. I yeah, Tua Tua's 
he's a good player. I, I heard Colts fans uh, in the offseason talking about uh, quarterbacks in the draft, and they didn't like Tua. I, I really think Tua is going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Tua is one of those guys I kind of thought Ballard may try to sneak up there and trade before we got Buckner in it. And I am perfectly fine with the Buckner edition. But I agree. That was a good deal. I feel like one of the, that was just one of those things that Ballard was going to come out of nowhere and make a deal. But uh, Yeah, I'm we'll, we'll get to Indianapolis here soon. Yeah. Um, but Justin Herbert, you talked about Jordan Love. Uh, Jalen Hurts or a guy like Jake Fromm, where do you think uh, they will end up going? I see, I don't know. I think I think Hurts is someone that you got to keep your eye on if you're the Colts, like if you're a Colts fan. Um, because, w- again, we don't know. Same thing, we don't really know what to expect with Rivers, and I think the Colts know that we can't rely on Rivers to come out here and just be incredible at the age he's at now. And I've heard... Yeah, you've you've heard talk that there is a chance that Hertz falls extremely late, like rounds four or five, even maybe later. And if that's the case, you could see a team like the Colts take him and try to develop him and make that QB room a little more competitive. Yep. And Jonah, let's go ahead and uh, break down some of the more interesting quarterback uh, scenarios around the league. Uh, we'll go ahead and start right there with Indianapolis. Because uh, you, you already said it, Philip Rivers, he's getting up there. I, I just don't know if uh, Jalen Hurts, because Indianapolis has never been a place for uh, quarterbacks uh, who are dual threat. Right. And that is an extremely good point because we have not seen that in a long time. We didn't want Andrew Luck to run, and we certainly don't want Philip Rivers running. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm not really – uh, sure on Jalen Hurts. I don't know if we'd look into that. And the same thing with a team like New England, Jonah. I'm not sure that like Jalen Hurts, I think, is a phenomenal quarterback, but they have never really looked at uh, more mobile quarterbacks. Well, right. And I think it's because of the what Brady has done in all his time in New England. Like Brady is your stand in the pocket and throw darts wherever your receiver's that type guy. You know, he's not yep. a scramble around and make a play with his feet. It's not him. So it's just uh, – It's a new era over there in New England. It really is. And it, it's a new era in regards to some of these dual-threat quarterbacks because before, I mean, you look at it, you had Michael Vick, but it wasn't like that was the main option. It seems like now – the QBs that are starting to rise to the top of the league are dual threat. Like you have Mahomes, you have uh, Lamar Jackson, think, and then so. I think on some level I would uh, disagree with you there, Jonah, because like I think uh, pocket passing is still like the most highly regarded skill that we want out of quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, right, 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 hundred percent. But I'm, I, the point I was trying to make is like, it seems like it, more and more teams are starting to try to sweep in there and get some of these guys. And the, and I, that's why I had brought up like Mahomes and Jackson is because of both of them. Obviously, I think Mahomes passing is there, and I think Jackson's got to work on his passing, some delivering some of those darts. But like yep. we 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 witnessed it time and time again. Mahomes or Lamar got in trouble, and they just ran. They they got out of it on themselves. So, I think uh, I think if we start to see 
more dual threat quarterbacks like that that could that could end up changing how the game play is played. But for now, I think I, I like the mix we have in our game where you have your teams that you have your pocket passers and you have your teams that have the dual threat quarterbacks. And I see what you were saying. Like, I feel around 2012-ish, we had a little uh, start. Like, remember RG3 and Russell Wilson and Colin Kaepernick were big right. time. We thought dual threat quarterbacks were going to be uh, the next big thing, and uh, we had a few years away from it, but I agree with you. We're uh, we're getting back to it now. Yep, hundred percent. And I mean, again, I think the biggest question mark as far as dual threat quarterbacks go is like, how do you maintain your body? Because I yeah. remember watching the Colts play in Kansas City this past year. Um, there were I can remember three different times in that game when Mahomes got taken down and he was on the ground for a little bit, beat like beaten up. Well, he he so, missed a few games last year. Yeah, so it's one of those things. You, you having a quarterback that can run like that completely changes how you look at your game plan and how the opposing team looks at their game plan. But you have to find a way to maintain that, which I think is why some teams do not want to commit to that. So we will see what New England does. But we mentioned Tom Brady, uh, Tampa Bay, their quarterback situation. They uh, just signed Brady, two years, $50 million deal. Um, but do you think they could be an option looking for a quarterback for the future in the later rounds? I think they could be, and but I think the key words you just said there are later rounds. I, I don't think Tampa Bay is a team that's going to maybe waste a three or four, third or fourth round pick sure. on a quarterback. But I think any team like that, and I think Tampa Bay and Arians are smart enough to know, like, Brady, I, they think Brady's got some left in the tank, but you can't rely on Brady for the next five years. Like, it's just not how that's going to be. So. And, like, you have to think about it, though, because if you waste a draft pick on a quarterback, Tom Brady might be upset. Right. 100%. Because which he, is... he had some fits with Garoppolo and New England, obviously. Uh, yeah, it lasted him. But uh, so that'll be interesting to see if uh, Tampa is a play in the draft. Yep. Um, I just want to go ahead and get into this. Speaking of Tampa Bay, where what are your expectations for Tampa Bay? Expectations. Is it a success if they make the playoffs? Or do you see them as a team that you're disappointed if they don't make a deep deep run? In my opinion, I I think it will be a success if they make the playoffs. They were pretty close last year, but I think the national media their own expectations um if they don't they they really should be competing for a super bowl this year in their opinion i think so if they don't do that i it's probably a disappointment right personally uh, yeah. i i see a lot of hype around tampa bay and i really believe that they could be a little bit like the browns last year where everybody thought super bowl super bowl super bowl and then they won seven or eight games. So I think it yeah. could be a repeat of that. I completely agree. I think, I think just like you did, like that was going to be a big point I mentioned is like, I think it's a disappointment if they don't compete just because of the hype that has been put on them by the media. Exactly. But in my eyes, I don't know if they have enough across the board that they can come out and actually be legitimate contenders. Like I think, I think they are definitely going to have to be a playoff team, but I think they're a first round exit playoff team. Like I don't think, I, if I would not put money on them going to the championship conference or 
even the Super Bowl. So I, agree. I mean, that's where I stand Bruce on Aarons that. Is a good coach, but hundred percent. I just don't. I don't know if they have the right pieces to really contend with some of these other top teams. And we'll see what I they mean, can the do Chiefs, in the draft. They're bringing back almost all their starters. So. Yep, and then another team like that where they've got a quarterback. They just locked up Drew Brees for two years, fifty million. Um, do you think we could see them uh, take a later round draft pick on a quarterback for the future? Um, you know, that's one of those kind of tricky things. I personally don't think so. And the reason I say that is because I think they like what they have in Taysom Hill. You know, you think they could hand him the keys in a matter of years. Well, see, that's the thing. Like it, it all depends on if they know something we don't know. Like if they, if, if Breeze truly is going to stay these next two years, then I think Hill could be at a point that he could handle the QB job. But if Breeze plays this year, calls it quits, I don't know if Taysom Hill's ready. So I think they got to talk to Breeze and get a feel for what he's feeling and then kind of make your decision based on that. Jonah, you had a question on uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think about Breeze? Do you, do you think this is it for Breeze, or do you think he holds on for the two years he just signed for? I think he's got two years. Two? Yeah. I, I look at it as two unless they win the Super Bowl this year. I think if he wins, if he gets another ring this year, I think that may be Out his, on top? Yeah, he wants to go out on top. But I think if anything less than a Super Bowl, I think he'll stay for those two. Because he, he yeah. showed it last year. He, he's got a lot left in the tank, I think. And he's another one of those guys that's pretty old. But the Saints are a phenomenal team. Like They, they right. really should be competing for Super Bowls. 100%. 100%. Okay, uh, looking at another interesting quarterback scenario. Uh, the situation over in Chicago, Jonah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they made the huge trade a few years ago to get the number two overall pick and take Mitchell Trubisky. And then uh, this offseason, a fourth rounder for uh, battered up uh, Nick Foles. Right. Um, that's just, like you said, it's an interesting situation. Um, it depends on what Nick Foles we see. I think as of right now, I, I like Trubisky as the starter out of those two guys. But if Foles can get healthy and play the way he played in Philadelphia, then we're looking at a whole different scenario. And I, I know we've talked about this before. We've never seen Foles do anything outside of Philadelphia. Right. And that, that's a good point because, like you just said, where he was before, I mean, injury, the injury definitely hurt him. But even then when he came back, it, like – Minshew had proved he was ready to take over. So, yep. uh, I mean, again, it, it just kind of, it's just one of those things you just got to guess. Like, you don't know how he's going to fit out in Chicago. You're going with Trubisky. I think uh, Nick Foles right now. I, I think it's good to have Foles there too, just for the sake of even trying to develop Trubisky a little more. Not that Foles is some legend, but I mean, again, he's a veteran guy that's been through it. He knows if, thing or two about the game and I think that could end up being pretty big in the development of Trubisky and from there I want to jump to Jacksonville where Nick Foles came from uh, they have picked number nine in the draft you mentioned Gardner Minshew but I'm not really too sold on uh maybe they take uh Dylai Tua if he falls 
to number nine. I think I think definitely a quarterback is in play in that first round for them. But I don't think it'll be one of those things where they're going to trade up. I, th- I think they're content where they are. I agree. If a quarterback falls to them, I think they'll take him. But if they can't get one, then I think they are willing to live with Minshew another year. And so let you're, him develop. you're telling me we're not all about the Minshew mania? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Minshew mania yet, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Good old mustache. Um, another one. God, they, they had a rest of an offseason uh, with the Cam Newton departure saying that he requested a trade when not at all the case. Um, Carolina, who went out and signed Teddy Bridgewater, three years, $21 million per year. What do you think? I think Teddy's the guy, and, and I, I love Teddy. Um, I, you know, the like, way he played. Just for a minute, Jonah. No one, like, that is a phenomenal football name right there, Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of the top football names in the league, for sure. Right, right. Um, I think Bridgewater is the guy there. Um, he, the way he played before his bad injury in Minnesota, like, that dude was, he was a, he was a franchise quarterback there. Mm-hmm. And, um, then what he did in New Orleans last year, I kind of want to sit here and say that Bridgewater did that because at the, at the end of the day, um, the options he had and the weapons he had in New Orleans last year is, exactly. is a lot. Exactly. Jonah, that's what I've, I like. They're a good football team. Right. But at the same time, I think he definitely showed some different flashes of what he was doing in Minnesota that was working out so well for him. And, you know, like when you have an injury like his, it's one of those things like every every day you have that you're healthy is a step in the right direction. So continuously gaining health, gaining strength, I think I like what Bridgewaters can bring in Carolina. And I've got a hot take here, Jonah. I don't think – I think that the Carolina Panthers will regret this move. All I right. don't think Teddy Bridgewater – uh, I'm not quite sold on him as the guy. I put a lot of that on New Orleans for how, his success last year. Um, and I don't like how they just threw out Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting because, like we talked about dual threat-wise, you know, they, they went out with the dual threat and brought in the dual threat. Yep. So, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll just see how it plays out. It'll be definitely be interesting. Another quarterback uh, situation where you wouldn't think uh, they should be taking a quarterback in the draft, but uh, Dallas is reportedly looking at quarterbacks. Uh, Jalen Hurts as a potential option, and they have uh, just franchised had Dak Prescott. So uh, what do you think about Dallas? That's one of those question marks for me. Like, I honestly could not sit here and give you a good reason why they will or will not draft a quarterback because that's, it seems like that franchise always has something interesting going on, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Jerry Jones. Right. I I personally, I really like Dak. Like, I think Dak is going to have a career year next year. I think he's going to be good. He had a career the same time. year last year. And it's, he's going to get better, in my opinion. I, think. I agree. So, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I could not tell you, honestly. I, I, I don't know what to expect when it comes to the Cowboys. They, they've had some contract issues with Dak Prescott. They just fired their coach. It, it'll be interesting moving forward. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. 
Um, um one last question I have. What so speaking of Cam Newton, what where do you think he ends up? Cam Newton. You know, I'm between the Chargers, the Patriots, and Jacksonville. Yeah. I think I like the Chargers. Really? Yeah. He he was uh, throwing with Tyrod Taylor, Chargers uh, quarterback one as of right now. Right. Um. So we we will see. I think those are the three places that uh still need a starting quarterback, and then they could be pretty good after that. Right. Hundred percent. So yeah, I like the Chargers. Other than that, I'll let you. I'll let you bring next topic. Um, I just want to talk about the Oakland Raiders a little bit because they had a report that came out that said they were going to be looking for court or wide receivers in the draft to put around Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. So is there uh, trouble in the quarterback room over in Oakland? See, that's one of those things. Um, I think Carr is the man is right now, and I think I would hope the the organization was straight up and just straight up said, you know, you're we're bringing you here as a backup for Carr right now. But at the same time, I think it could be one of those things like we saw in Tennessee. If Carr struggles, then you could see them <laughs> give it to Mariota and see what he can do in their system. Funny how things so, work. Exactly. So I think as of right now, I think Carr is the man. I don't think it'll be one of those big QB competitions, but I would not rule out. Mariota being the starter by the end of the year. Yeah, and we saw Oakland as a team who showed interest in um, Tom Brady, but they uh, they they got Derek uh, Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota, so that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, hundred percent. And you, you mentioned Tam Newton, uh, Jameis Winston, and I think the other one out there is Andy Dalton, and I think between those three, they will all head to. New England, Jacksonville, and the Chargers. Yeah, another team I think maybe not, I don't know, it's just one of the things. Maybe not this year, but I think the Steelers are going to have to start maybe looking for what they want to do at quarterback in the next couple years. That's a good point. They're another team like Tampa Bay or New Orleans. Right, because first of all, Ben's getting up there in age, and he just he can't seem like he can stay healthy. So... Do you want to stick with Mason Rudolph, or do you want to invest? You absolutely in don't want to stick with Mason Rudolph, Jonah. <laughs> yeah, he had a rough go last year. Yeah, he did. He did. So that's just another team to keep an eye on. I, I don't think they'd make a move this year, but I think they they could be one of those teams that out of random you get an alert on your phone and a quarterback is going there. You know what I mean? So keep an eye on Pittsburgh. Fair point, and uh, I think that's all of our quarterback Todd the most important uh, position in football so right moving on over to um, Indianapolis right so Andrew in your eyes where do you see is the biggest need like where do the Colts need to go in the draft to start off I think there are some priorities that the Colts need to entertain with the first few rounds in the draft but wide receiver uh, cornerback and then I believe there's a need for another safety 
and you could always use pass rush and offensive line depth. Right. Um, in my eyes, I think the receiver is the biggest, the biggest position. Um, yep. The defense, obviously, letting Desire, uh, Pierre Desire go. I think you're going to have to look at maybe some options down the drafts of ways to bulk up your defense. But at the same time, I think our pass rush is going to be good enough that the defense is one of those things I think that will just kind of, regardless of who we have in the backfield, I think we will ha- we will find a way to kind of get our defense to form together, which is why I think you just kind of stick to the offensive end right now. Um, I think you you have to have at least one, I think in my eyes, two other receivers that you can rely for Rivers to get the ball to. Uh, Hilton, Campbell, Pascal, I don't think those three are going to cut it, and I, especially with the injury concern with T.Y. Yeah. And it's really just been like last season for T.Y. in terms of right. injuries, but yeah. now, now there is that concern. Um, another position, I don't think, this is something I don't think will be addressed till very late if they do address it. Do you get a backup running back? Because the offensive line is at a point where it seems like any running back could potentially succeed in the Colts' offense. I so, see what you're saying, but uh, Marlon Matt, and then I believe that we still have guys underneath him. We do. We do. But I think if you, if the time is right, and someone like Jonathan Taylor or oh, yeah. out of Wisconsin or Clyde Edwards E-Lair from LSU – if they're hanging around, I think it'd be worth the pick because having one of those guys behind Marlon Mack with the Colts' offensive line, oh I think that could be that could be scary. And they, so, like I said, two picks I don't think running back. Right, right, right. I don't think a running back is necessarily a position of need, but I think it's worth investing in if the time is right. Yep, I would agree. And then, now, other than that. Jonah, what do you like do said, at 34 if, let's say, Jordan Love has fallen that far? I think you take Jordan Love. I, th- I definitely think you take Jordan Love. Because uh, then, one, you either you make those three guys compete, or then potentially you look at trading away Brissett. Because I think Brissett is at a point, we wouldn't get a ton of good value for him, but he definitely has some value. I so know. I think we should have traded Brissett when we had the option. We could have right. gotten a second-round pitch, maybe a first out of him a couple of right. years ago. So it's one of those things. I think if Love is there, you absolutely take him, and then you and then you evaluate your options after that. But other than that, the only other quarterback, I mean, like I said, I like Hurts. So if he's there late in the draft, I think it's worth the risk. But other than that, I don't think the, I don't think the quarterback position is really a focal point of the Colts draft this year and we heard Chris Ballard say uh he preached patience as he said uh I'm not gonna not gonna reach for a quarterback in the draft right exactly so I think the one thing that I've learned as a Colts fan since Ballard is saying that you just gotta trust Ballard so whatever Ballard does in the draft I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Trust that Ballard yes sir exactly so I think the Colts definitely have their options, but at the same time, I think they're at a pretty good point. And if they can hit a couple of needs, I think the Colts are a team that could compete this year. I agree. 
So um, this last segment, um, what we're going to move to is Andrew and I have both compiled our top 10 NFL quarterbacks going into this season. The way this is based off of is what we saw last year and what we expect out of them this year. So, Andrew, right first now. off, give me a couple of your honorable mentions. A couple of my honorable mentions. Uh, not making my top 10 list, but still pretty strong quarterbacks. I had Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and then uh, I had Dad Prescott and Jimmy Garoppolo. Not so believe it or not, list. take out Dak Prescott, but those three guys are the three guys I had written down as my honorable mention. The, they're I, they, in the right position. They are very strong quarterbacks. Right, and I think Rivers is a guy you potentially look at depending on how this year ends out. But I had Philip Rivers I mean, dropping that, to uh, seventeen. Yeah. So other than that, uh, start at ten, work our way down, and go one by one. Andrew, go ahead and give me your tenth guy. My tenth guy, Kirk. Cousins over in Minnesota. We saw him step up a little bit last year with uh, some re- really some great games at the end of the year. He can throw it all over the field after some early struggles. And I think he really could be leading his team to near a Super Bowl within the next couple of years. Yep. Um, Kirk Cousins is a guy that I completely just forgot to mention. He is honorable mention for me. Um, my 10th guy, the way, uh, I don't know. See, this is, this is one of those things. I don't think a lot of people view him at this point. But with the addition of Hopkins in Arizona, I think Kyler Murray's going to have a breakout year. Like, I think Kyler Murray will be a top 10 quarterback this year. Really? So I have Kyler Murray at number 10. And then I'll go ahead and give you my ninth. Uh, kind of sticking with that. Uh, dual threat quarterback, I had Deshaun Watson. I think there's a, there's a question mark there with Only Watson because I don't know. Yeah, I just really? I think okay. he's got the potential, but without Hopkins, I don't know how he's going to perform this year. So that's why he's definitely a top 10 a quarterback point. in my opinion. But the reason I have him at nine is because I don't know how that's going to work out without Hopkins. So I, I obviously had Deshaun Watson up there in my top five. Uh, it'll be interesting to see our uh, how, how our lists lap over each other, but... Uh, my number nine, I had Matt Ryan. Okay. At eight, you had him just off your list. You said, I have Dak Prescott. I think Prescott is in one of those positions where they obviously have a good core there. You know, him and Zeke. and They just with kept the new his coach, uh, wide out. Right. Uh, so with the new coach, he's got some options. The receiver, I think. I think this is the year we see the Cowboys make that leap and potentially contend for a Super Bowl. So that's why I have Prescott's, uh, Prescott at eight. Okay, okay. That's uh, looking up for Prescott. But I've got one that will definitely – he did not make your list either, like neither did Matt Ryan. But I had Matt Stafford at number eight. The guy has been, in my opinion, a top-ten quarterback for quite a few years. It has just been the core around him that has absolutely – been terrible the Lions um, they have the number three overall pick this year it'll be interesting to see because a lot of people think they should take a quarterback but I think they're gonna try and trade it or really they should build around uh, Matthew Stafford a little more give him some help because that guy he's got a cannon for an arm 
He is over 4,000 yards every year pretty much. Give him some help. He's a good quarterback. He's my number eight. Right. And actually, my number seven is Matt Ryan. So I like Matt Ryan at seven. I think uh, one thing I think we've seen out of Matt Ryan is just consistency. And I think, you know, they did not have the best year last year. So it's been a couple of off years for them. Right. So I think this is, I think I, I personally expect kind of that bounce back year, him and Julio Jones get things going again, which is why I like Matt Ryan at seven and then at six, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Well, and that's where I did into it because my number seven is Tom Brady. Jonah, we've seen him fall off. Right, and I think the reason I still have him up there is because of the fact I'm not ready to give up. Because if there's anything he, we have we have known about him, it's yeah. Do never not throw in the out. towel on Tom Brady. Exactly. So I think, and he definitely has the wide receiver options around him this year. So that's why I like Brady still up there. That's a good um, point. He's got a good core in uh, Tampa Bay, and I think we we saw Tom Brady as a top three maybe number one guy for the last few years. Yeah. And then coming into this one, he, he had a little bit of a drop-off last year. And so, and his last Super Bowl wasn't very good either. So he that's why he sits at number seven and number six on your list. Right. So give me your sixth guy, and then you can go ahead and give me your fifth too. My number six, uh, going to surprise you a little bit, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Another right. guy who I think we had... Probably at top three. You might still have him at top three. But I have Aaron Rodgers fallen to number six because his team, uh, he has not led them super far in the playoffs. He's had good years, but not up to the Aaron Rodgers level that we have come to expect. So that's why he's at number six for me. And then I'll give you my number five, Deshaun Watson. We already talked about him, but he's, he's a phenomenal He's one of those dual threat guys, and he's yeah. a great quarterback. And I, I think we're just going to keep seeing better and better from him. Right. So I actually have Rodgers at number five for me. Um, he's, okay. again, just like Brady, he's one of those guys I'm, just, I'm not going to give up on. Um, not that he necessarily had a down year last year. I think he was actually still in the MVP conversation. Oh, but yeah. I think there are four guys better than him in the league. So I like Rodgers at five. And then at number four, um, I think you probably value this this guy a little bit bigger, a little more. I like Russell Wilson. And the the reason I have Wilson at four is he is an incredible quarterback. Like, he is so good. But the three really? guys I have ahead of him, I think, are just, you know, in my opinion, that much better. So I have Rodgers at five, Russell Wilson at four. Go ahead. Give me your number four and number three. Number four, Drew Brees. I think we saw him come back from injury last year and uh, kind of fall off a little bit. But we we know he's still a phenomenal quarterback in the league. I'm not ready to right. say that he is more valuable to his team after what we saw Teddy Bridgewater do with his team last year. I think yeah. Drew Brees is probably uh, – we, we know he's got a couple more years, but we also know that he's still a phenomenal quarterback. So he is my number four. And right. then my number three, Lamar Jackson. All right. So I actually have Lamar Jackson number three, too. And then uh, speaking of Drew Brees, I have Drew Brees at number two. Um, the reason, I mean, like I said, some of these go into prediction based on this year. 
I, I really feel like this is the year that, I mean, obviously Breeze has won the Super Bowl before, but I think this is the year that that core of Kamara, Breeze, and Thomas they oh, yeah. really break through and they get their Super Bowl. And it's I think a different Breeze, era of Saints football, even though they have right. the same quarterback. Right. So I think that's why I have Breeze at two is because the, the potential I still see for him, I think this is, his, this is another Super Bowl year for him. And then I'm going to go ahead and get my number one. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm sure you have the same one. I have Patrick Mahomes at number one. Yep, I, I agree. But I'm going to talk about Lamar Jackson a little bit at number three. We both agreed with him there. Um, I see him as uh, – we, we both agree that he just has a little bit more work to do from the uh, quarterback position, but he, he is another dual-threat guy who obviously MVP of the lead last year, and like we're talking about that guy improving, but he's got a lot to prove in the playoffs, and I think right. we're both going to see him uh, be able to do that in the near future. Yeah, and then 100%. a guy you already mentioned, I value him very highly, Russell Wilson at number two. He uh, definitely, he was runner-up last year to just Lamar Jackson, and he's a guy we've seen step up a lot uh, passing the football in the last couple of years. He's always been very valuable to his team. But let's not forget this. He's never led a team in the NFL that hasn't made the playoffs. That's a great point. And again, like I, that's why I had said Wilson is incredibly good, which is the only reason I have him for is because I didn't want to leave the MVP out of the top three. And I thought, and again, the whole potential factor is why I put Breeze ahead of him. But sure. like, like I said, Wilson, the points you just gave me, like extremely talented quarterback. And he, he just continues to develop better and better. And then we both had Patrick Mahomes at number one. He's the lead MVP two years ago, Super Bowl MVP last year. He's only 25. He's got the entire world ahead of him. Right. He's, he's an unbelievable talent. Yeah. So I don't uh, know that we'll ever see more uh, in a quarterback than we see in Patrick Mahomes right now. Right. It's not often you see someone with that many skills at one position. Um, but again, it, it just kind of comes down to that, you know, kind of dual threat. You know, I, you exactly. look at my dual, my top 10 list, I – one, Patrick Mahomes. Two, Lamar Jackson. Uh, if you, I don't know if you really consider Dak Prescott a dual threat. He moves a little bit, but he's more of a pocket passer, so I'll leave him off. I see four true dual threat quarterbacks in my top ten. I think I have four in the top five, so I yeah. see what you're saying. So, yeah. So, my list, Murray, Watson, Prescott, Ryan, Brady, Rogers, Wilson, Jackson, Breeze, Mahomes, Andrew's list. Uh, Cousins, Ryan, Stafford, Brady, Rogers, Watson, Breeze, Jackson, Wilson, and Mahomes. And I think that's going to do it. Andrew, you have anything else? That's all good for me, Jonah. All right. So thank you very much for joining. Again, uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, everything is continuously changing. So if you made it this far in the episode, please stay safe. Uh, Continue social distancing. Uh, we got to get through this so we can get our sports back because I know Andrew and I both. You're man, darn right. Is, I miss the NBA, yeah. Jonah. One other thing I do want to point out is uh, major props to the WNBA uh, with the way they opened their WNBA draft last night. Um, having the three. The and three, we got to see how a virtual draft would be. Right. Um, they had the three 
young ladies that died in the helicopter crash as their honoree draft picks, which in my opinion was an extremely incredible moving thing. So great job, WNBA. Um, and they announced yeah, the uh, Toby and Gigi Bryant award. Right. I think not. I think WNBA is one of those things that not a lot of people follow, but it was nice to see them have that spotlight and the, what they did with the spotlight yesterday was incredible. So great job. Yep. Um, yeah, and we got to see how that virtual draft went uh, ahead right. of next Thursday's NFL draft, April the 23rd. So, and they, they handled it pretty well. It, it, can be a little awkward, but they, they did a uh, good job. Yeah, it's just this whole thing is just crazy to think about. Like, if, if we resume where we're at in the NBA, we probably, what, have 18, 19 games left? When the NBA playoffs today should actually be the first day of the NBA playoffs. So, Doesn't that make you sad, Jonah? Yeah. So, I mean, we got to get through this. I think that's going to do it for our podcast. Uh, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. Otherwise, uh, continue support uh follow us on twitter like retweet stuff you know uh, we appreciate any support we can get so thank you very much stay safe out there wash your hands social distance you can catch us on uh apple podcast i believe youtube and Spotify. spotify yeah so thanks for listening uh have a great next week thank you again see ya